Welcome to Four Points Online. We are so honored that you're with us here today. And if God has used this ministry to change your life, we want to hear about it. So go to fourpoints.org slash mystory and tell us. You know what, it's because of your generosity that we are able to expand the kingdom. If you want to give and be a part of what God's doing here at Four Points, go to our website and choose the safe and secure option. Or you can download our app and give there as well. And now we are so excited about hearing a powerful word from God today. This is our uh, final part of our series, Christmas Story. So if you're a guest, we're so pumped up that you're here. You are our guest and you belong here. Come on, church. Do we believe that? <laughs> but I'd love for you to go back because it's been a really fun series. We've looked at Simeon, Anna, and Joseph, but today we're going to look at Mary. And I want to tell y'all that all of us are Mary. All of us are Mary. And some of y'all are thinking to yourself, if you're a guest especially, this dude I already thought was crazy when he said he loved Christmas shoes. But now, <laughs> you just said I was Mary, and I ain't no Mary because I'm a bro, right? So, so it's, it's weird to start with, but I'm, I'm telling y'all, that, that in a big way, and what I want to close with and what this whole thing is about, is that we can so relate to this young lady when she was on the earth. So, before I jump in, I want to say a couple things. And the first one is I'm going to mess with what you believe for just a second. Because the fact of the matter is, I would say most of you have heard this statement. I don't care if you've never been in church before. I'm betting that you've heard this statement before. So if you have heard this statement, you can just raise your hand. You don't have to get offended. You don't have to get upset. I'm just telling you, it's not completely true. It's not completely true. God is in control. Raise your hand if, you, if you've heard that before. Raise it up. Right now, if you're not uncomfortable, then you're not from the Southeast. <laughs> God certainly knows everything. And God certainly could control it if he wanted to. But the Bible says that it's not God's will that anyone should perish. If God was in control of what he said was his will, none of us would have the chance of anything but heaven. So, so here's the deal. Here's the deal. God absolutely is God, and he absolutely knows everything, but he chose to relinquish control and let us have the opportunity of a will. Is everybody okay so far? I'm not, I'm not jumping off the deep end, but I'm here to tell you that I don't believe it's a good saying to say God is in control. I believe it's a good saying to say God is all-powerful, all-knowing, but God has chosen to relinquish control to us. God has chosen to give us, given us the ability to make decisions that, that affect our lives based on him. This point is not about me. It's actually tied in big time with Mary. So here's the question to y'all. Fun for just a second. How many of y'all love, y'all better be honest with me now. Don't leave me up here by myself. How many of y'all like to be in control? I'm not, listen, I'm going to call some of y'all by your name because I'm looking at y'all. Some of y'all said, I ain't raising my hand. Well, you just controlled that. You know what I'm talking about? If you, if you raised your hand just now that you like to be in control, tell me of those people that like to be in control if you're uncomfortable with where you're going in the next 48 hours for one of the Christmases. Don't lie. Because you, praise the Lord, y'all telling the truth. We wish we could control everything so that when we go to, let's just make somebody up. You, someone said in-laws. I didn't say that. I didn't say it. I heard it. Did y'all hear it? Somebody say yes so I don't get in trouble. Come on. 
if we could control everything in our lives, right? Like, I thought about this this morning, as crazy as this sounds. If I controlled everything in my life, somehow my life would be a big sports thing. I don't even know how it would work. There'd just always be a game plan, and the Gamecocks would win. <laughs> so, obviously, I'm not in control. Y'all better stop laughing. Clemson fans, for real, y'all better stop. Better stop. Quit playing. But the reality is, the reason that I believe Christmas is such a difficult time of year is because we do want to be in control. Even the ones of you that said that you don't, and some of y'all really are more passive. You don't have over-the-top, ridiculous personality types. But, and, and some of y'all are, are a little bit more passive. But the reality is there are things that we want to control. There are, there are parts of our lives that we wish we could control. So, so it could be your kids, right? Because I'm telling you, people can say, nah, that ain't me. Let something happen to your kid at school. <laughs> and dragon moms come out. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Like, it's crazy. Let things happen in certain situations and you find out what controls you. And I find this so crazy about Jesus because he said, whoever wants to lose their life for my sake will gain it. And you, you read that for the first time and you go, who's he talking to? Because this is all like, he's Yoda. Lose your life, you must. You're welcome. That was good. <laughs> if y'all don't know Star Wars, that was pretty good. But... But what we find so interesting about this is that doesn't make sense. Like, if it makes sense the first time you read it, then you're just way smarter than me. But the reality is, when I desire to control every part of my life, it shows to everybody but me. Because I tell the world, but I don't tell them about the situation, right? I don't tell them about what's controlling me. I tell them about what I'm currently struggling in. So, so, so for some of us, it may just be a huge temper. For some of us, it may be all kinds of other little situations that pop up. And then we go, well, I, in 2018, I'm not going to cuss anymore. In 2018, I'm going to stop filling in the blank, whatever it is. But the reality is for every single person, that's a control issue as some part of your life because it is an unyielded heart. And so this, this ties in so perfectly with Mary because I believe that Christmas is so hard because it just accents every single thing that we feel. So if you've lost a loved one in the last year, it accents that so much because you don't get to sit with them at your table this year. It accents every single part of what is already there. And, and, and it's a chaotic world. Now, some of y'all might not have a chaotic world, but it just means that you don't have a world at all, right? <laughs> but, but just getting on the interstate, y'all, I got so excited at 6.45 or whatever time we got on the interstate this morning. I was like, there's nobody on the interstate, Jesus. Thank you. Praise the name. And, you know, I don't know about y'all, but in my life, what I've found is that I feel like that that will help me. But it didn't make me feel better. Because when the situations I wish I could control get better and I can control them, there's still something else I can't control. So here's what today's message is about. When I was a teacher, y'all, I like to give the end of the, of the subject, what we're getting to. I like to give the test at the beginning. I like to give, here's what we're going to cover, and this is what's going to be on the test. Now let me teach it. And so this is what's on the test, surrender. It's all about that. Here's the deal. Some of y'all walked in here today and you thought, man, Mark, that's awesome, but I just don't feel, if you knew what I did, if you knew how far I had been, how ugly it is, you wouldn't ask me to surrender to Jesus. Like, I, I just came because I didn't want to get in trouble. 
I wanted my family to be happy. I almost said I just came so I don't get fined, but I didn't know if y'all would know what I'm talking about with Marshawn Lynch. You're welcome. But like, I, some of y'all, some of y'all came today, and you just came because it's Christmas, right? And I, I'm so honored that you came. But the reality is. Most people in the southeastern United States, I don't care how long you've been in church, believe that this is a religion and don't understand that this is about a relationship that strips down and breaks the back of religion. So we got to break the back of some of our belief systems. And one of the main one is that we get to be in control. Because when we relinquish control, God puts some stuff on us that's pretty crazy. But until then, we go through motions and it's Y'all, tyranny is what this stuff is. When we're religious, it is, a, it, it is why wars happen. And it's what we've created. I'm just telling you, it's what we've created as a society. And here's what's fascinating is God could have done this in any way, shape, or form, right? He could have, he could have sent Jesus, like, already fully born, grown, I mean, and like, like and if I would have done it, he'd have come down on this, on this magic carpet, right? He'd have been really awesome, and he'd have looked, you know, bigger than everybody and scarier and he'd have come in and he'd have conquered everybody and he'd have been the king and he'd have taken over and he came as a servant in the most simple form but but to get that because we've all probably watched charlie brown and seen the christmas story where linus tells the christmas story and there were shepherds in the field right we we've been through all those things but what about before that what happened and and what did he choose to do and here's the deal here's the deal if mary had not done what we're about to see somebody else would have done it so, so I need you to catch this before I move on. If you don't do what God's pulling on your heart to do, somebody else will do it. But my question to you is, why would you want that for your life? Because God's got something far greater than you can even dream. But it takes a yielded heart in order to experience that. So let's look at Mary because she's one of my favorite characters in all of the Bible. And there's so much power behind this woman of God. But it's for one reason. It's because she had a yielded heart. So in Luke chapter 1, starting in verse 26, y'all turn there if you have Bibles, and if you've got a worship guide, there's three simple notes that I want you to take down because I believe you can walk away with something today. But it says, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to the city of Galilee, named Nazareth, city of Galilee, named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph. That means engaged, but it was a binding agreement of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. Mary. And he came and said to her, greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. And like in this moment, you would think that she was afraid like crazy because an angel was standing there, right? Are y'all okay? But that's not what the Bible says, is it? It says, but she was greatly troubled at the saying, at what was being said, not that an angel was right there standing in front of her. Because here's the deal, she might not even have been able to recognize that Gabriel was an angel in that moment because a messenger can take the form of a man. But what was being said to her troubled her heart. I need to say this real quick and I'm going to move on. Lots of times in your life, you like the idea and I like the idea of God doing something in our life, pulling on our hearts, calling us to something. But what is exactly said troubles us. Why? Because we don't know the outcome and we like to control them. Yes. You know, this is what we say. If you'll tell me everything that's happening, I'll come. Does that sound familiar? <laughs> Leah threw me this surprise party when I was 23. Turn it, or I just turned 23, and I was the biggest baby, y'all. Because <laughs> I like to control the outcome, so I don't like surprises. You're allowed to say amen. No one else is. They don't get it. Some of y'all love surprises. That's not me. 
Why? Because I'm troubled at not knowing the outcome. Here's the deal. If that is who we are, we will try to control everything in our lives, which means we'll never truly yield to the Lord. And I'm not saying I'm going to like a surprise party next week, so probably don't throw it, Jesus' name. All right, here we go. But she was troubled by what was said, and and she tried to think through. Discern means wisdom. She tried to have this this wisdom from the Lord of this greeting. What, What is this about? Like, we've been there, right? And the angel said in verse 30, the angel said to her, do not be afraid, for you found favor with God. Now, some of us might think that she found favor with God because she was married. But that's not why she found favor with God. She found favor with God because God looked at her heart and said, I know this woman will yield and she will be blessed because of her heart and what she does by just opening up and saying, this ain't about me. So if you call me, I'm going. Not because of how good she looked, not because of how great she was, not because of the gift that was in her life. That wasn't even birthed yet. She's found favor with God, and behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. Can you imagine being her in this moment and thinking, sweet, that's no big deal? Y'all with me? Like, some of us have gotten some news before. You got a call, and you got some news, and you were like, how am I going to explain that to fill in the blank? Are y'all with me? You've been there. How are they going to understand this? And that, we spend so much time. I think of sleepless nights. You're trying to either figure out how you're going to fix or figure out how you're going to explain when we have sleepless nights. How am I going to tell my boys? How am I going to explain all of these things away? This doesn't make sense. And sometimes there's no explanation for a work of God. He's got to be the explanation. And if you've got to be understood in every part of your life, you'll probably be called and pulled on by God. You'll probably take a little journey, but you'll never experience the real part of this message. And that's the surrender and the power of God on your life. Because in this moment, she's like, how can this be? And, and this doesn't make sense. And he will be great. And all of this stuff will happen. And, 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 and God will do this. And, and it says, and the Lord will give him the throne of his father, David. And it didn't look like what anybody thought. So if it's got to look like what we think that it's got to look like, then we're, then we're in big trouble, y'all. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever in his kingdom. There is no end. And I'm here to tell you today that what we're trying to establish in the upstate that, that permeates around the world is not a great church. It's his kingdom come and his will be done here as it is in heaven. The, 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 that angel, Gabriel, who was the messenger, said that to Mary then, but, but it keeps going to us today. That, that that's our purpose. Every church's purpose is supposed to be, let me throw that in as an important side note, it's supposed to be spreading his kingdom. And verse 34 says, and and Mary said to the angel, well, how can this be? I'm a virgin. And it's okay to ask the question, how can this be? And all of us, if, if you've never asked that question before, then I'm super impressed with you. That's awesome. You just might not be human. But... We get to the point where we say, well, I get what you're saying, and, and this is good, but I'm still troubled by it. How can this be? How can this be? This doesn't make any sense. And just look at verse 35, what the angel said. The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. So cool. Because here's what I'm telling you today is none of us will birth Jesus in the natural. There will not be a baby who is God and flesh from you. But everybody who calls on the name of the Lord has something that's birthed. According to John 3, you must be born again. And all of us have a birth that takes place through the Holy Spirit. 
when he puts himself inside of us in our hearts, when we trust him, there is a newness that takes place immediately. And it changes everything in our lives. And it doesn't make sense. And what happens next will not make sense completely. And people around you will not get it. And they will have questions just like Mary and Joseph's people had questions of, um, she's not even married to him yet. They're just engaged and she's pregnant. And, and you know they were thinking through all these things. How am I going to explain this to my people? How am I going to explain this? And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has conceived a son and it was John the Baptist in the sixth month. She was called barren for nothing is impossible with God. Look at this, verse 38. Mary said, behold, I, this is it, y'all. This is the whole message wrapped up into one line. I'm troubled by what's said to me. How can this be? And then the last part. I'm the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Like, this is it. This is it. I don't get this. Where, this doesn't make sense, God. What do I do? But I don't have to get it. Let it be done according to your word. That's what surrender looks like. It's taking what we try to control in our lives that kill us, that in this Christmas season is killing some of you. And it's saying, I give it to you, I surrender. So one of my closest friends in the world took a team over and they hired an actress and a few actors and, and they filmed what would be modern day Mary. And so in this part, of our stories, what I want to get to share with y'all, what I'm excited about is this is what it would look like if it happened today. And I just want you to put yourself in her shoes and think through the call and the journey and then the surrender of Mary in the story we just read. Watch this. So the first part of our story with Mary is the call. Now, here was what was cool about the call is this call was unique and unlike anything that had happened in centuries. As a matter of fact, God had not spoken for 400 years. So um, when God stopped speaking, there was silence and no one was expecting to hear from God. So you see this encounter in Luke chapter 1 that says that the angel Gabriel, the, the word angel means messenger, and so the angel Gabriel came to her and there was an encounter. And that's really what the call is about, is this first encounter that you have. Now, in your life, there's been encounters. There's been calls. The only other time, by the way, that we see Gabriel prior to this is in the book of Daniel when he's telling him that the Messiah will come. Well, this encounter, this call, is about he's coming and I picked you. Just imagine the call on your life. Just imagine the encounter that you can have or you have had with God because all of us have either already had a call, an encounter with God, or today's gonna be that day for you. So as you think about your life, think about Mary because all of us experience the call like Mary, as different as it is.
Miriam. So after this initial call, then Mary began to experiencing questions in her mind, as you would understand. Because, like, isn't that how life goes? It goes from an initial, like, decision call to then, to then the journey part, the, 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 the questions. When, when I think of the journey, which is part two, I think of, like, uh, confusion, chaos. And, and, and I want you to consider Mary's life right now. I want you to consider the fact that Mary in this encounter, this call, now faces a reality that is not what she chose. Because oftentimes that's what God does, isn't it? Is He takes us to this encounter, this calling on our lives that's different than maybe we would have wanted to encounter, that, that looks a little bit different than, than we would have picked. And when the journey begins, she has to face this reality of, am I really ready for this? She finds out that her cousin Elizabeth is pregnant with John the Baptist. She finds out all of this other stuff, and then she begins to contemplate, holy crud, how am I going to do this? What will Joseph think? Just imagine all these things. And the one thing that comes to my mind in this encounter, this chaos, is her confusion, right? Because that's what, that's what comes to mind. She says, how can this be? How can I be a virgin? And, and, and have this happen. And the other thing that's interesting is in this call and the journey that starts, this is her question and it's fascinating. She isn't greatly troubled. She isn't greatly troubled by seeing the messenger. She's greatly troubled at the saying or at what he said. And so isn't that neat? I, I feel like most likely in the call, the first encounter, he did not scare her because I don't believe the messenger Gabriel was scary looking in that encounter. I believe his words are what scared her. Doesn't that feel like what our life is like a lot of times is it's not the actual encounter that scares us. It's the words of God a lot of times that scare us, make us want to run. She had a decision to make in the journey. Am I going to run from confusion, from chaos, or am I going to go after it in this encounter? 
So this part is the journey. So after the call and then the journey, there's a decision that Mary has to make. Will I surrender? Will I, will I listen to what's been said to me and process all these things through my mind? Because in the journey, you've got to consider, am I willing to go through all this? And then there's the surrender part. Now, the surrender is how we're going to close today. But I just want you to think about this. In the surrender, she had to decide my will or his will.
Here's what I really hope that you'll take away from the story. See, almost everybody that I have conversations with in the deepest part of themselves believe that a relationship with God boils down to what they do. But a relationship with God is based on what he did. And what he does for me every single day. But he's a gentleman and he waits on us to yield our hearts to him. He's a gentleman. Because God could control everything, but he wouldn't have made man if he'd have done that. Because he had angels. He had beings in heaven that worshipped him every single day, all day, no matter what. But he made us to have a choice. So he put the choice on us and choice leads to control until we give our choice to God and say, I choose this, I choose yes. See, this is what God's really been dealing with me on, y'all. 2 Corinthians 1 verse 20 says that God is not a God of yes and no, but a God of yes and amen. And listen, verse 20 says that Jesus is his amen. Amen means let it be so, so be it. My life is now yours. You bought me on the cross, but I choose you because you first chose me. I say yes because you said yes. 
and it, and it goes back to Adam and Eve. It goes back to the fact that in the garden, God said, all of these are your yeses, Adam. Everything's a yes. You get to name the animals. You get to have all the yeses. Everything. You can have every fruit. You can have dominion. Everything is good. Everything is yes. Beware of this. This will kill you. This tree of the knowledge of good and evil in the very first story in the Bible will kill you if you need it. Now, listen, I don't know if this will make sense to y'all, but it makes so much sense to me. When I want to see, it means that I've got to know. Everybody say no. The outcome before I come to God. But if you remember the words in Luke, it says, come see. Come and then you'll see. And if I've got to have all the answers, it means that I want to come to God with an unyielding heart. And that's impossible. If I don't surrender, I cannot have intimacy and relationship with God. And that's what kills people all around the world is, is they want what God gives. They just don't want to give what God requires. And that is me. That is my person. That is control. Everybody say control. What I'm asking you today is not to do the hardest thing in the whole world. It's actually simple. But it may be the hardest thing for you because it's opening your hands up and saying, I relinquish control of this life and I give you control. I turn back over what is rightfully yours. This is your life, not mine. You bought it on the cross. You died to set me free. And now, excuse me, instead of me trying to control everything, I'm handing it to you. I surrender all to Jesus. Because listen, every one of you have been on a journey. This life is a journey, y'all. No matter where you're going tomorrow, or even if you're staying home, you'll get home somewhere. I don't think anybody's going to be in here for their Christmas dinner tomorrow. So y'all are going to be somewhere, and you'll go on a trip. You'll go on a journey in your life. You'll do the next thing, and you'll think about 2018, and there's stuff in our lives, and there's so much, but the reality is only one thing matters. Have I said, you called me? It doesn't make sense. You asked me to go? It doesn't make sense. But you said yes, and you said amen through giving me Jesus. So now I return it back to you. I say yes to you. I may not know what it looks like and they may think I'm crazy, but today you're pulling on my heart. I don't have to be good enough. You were good enough. It doesn't matter what I've ever done in my life. You are enough. I say yes and amen to Jesus. I give you myself. I surrender all to Jesus. That's what today's all about. Because listen to me, many of you walked in here today and you know all about the story, but you don't know my Savior. You don't have an intimacy with him through surrender. And pride will keep you in your seat in just a couple minutes because you'll think to yourself, what will they think? But it's the same journey that Mary was, want, was on. And, 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 and you may be thinking to yourself, how can this be? I, 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 my mama was in church, but your mama doesn't get you saved. How many times you've been in church doesn't get you saved. Only surrendering to the call of God on your life by saying, I answer that. I love you back. Yes and amen. I'm yours, Lord. That's it. That's all this is. And it is that simple. And tomorrow, Christians, yes and amen is the only responsibility that I have on this planet. If I yes and amen God and say, I surrender this to you, then God will work on my behalf and things will change and I will be highly favored. And you may hate me, but I'm okay with it because I got God. So here's the invitation. I'm going to pray and I'm going to ask every single one of you, no matter if you've been in church a, a thousand times, 10,000 times or today's your first time, I want you to pray with me out loud, every person. And if everybody does it, it's not going to be awkward. 
I want you to pray with me out loud, and this is what we're going to pray. Jesus, I surrender to you. I'm a sinner, but you took care of that on the cross. You died and became sin so that I could be righteousness. I yield and surrender to you so that I can have life in your name. That's as simple as it is. But some of you, this will be your very first time. So I'm asking y'all to just pray with me right now as I pray out loud. With your heads bowed and eyes closed, just repeat after me, Lord Jesus, thank you for being my yes, for coming to live, to die, and then to live again. Today, Jesus, I surrender all to you. I give you my life. I relinquish control. I am yours. Say it again. I am yours. I love you, Jesus. Amen. With your heads bowed and eyes closed, y'all listen to me. With your heads bowed and eyes closed, I know for sure that there's some of you in this room that, that are listening to me right now. No matter if you've been in church your whole life or if today's your first, you feel like your heart's about to beat out of your chest. And today was the first time that you surrendered all. I don't know if you're coming back to God or if today is the first time, but if you surrendered just now and you meant it in your heart, I'm not asking you to raise your hand. I want you to do something even more. I want you to take a stand. Show me. Be excited. Don't, don't say, I got to see it first, and then I'll come. I want you to come right now. I don't want you to move. I just want you to stand to your feet. I believe there's people in this room that just said yes to Jesus, and you surrendered. Show the world that you surrendered by standing to your feet saying, I said yes to Jesus. Don't let anything hold you back. On the count of three, are y'all ready? Say yes if you're ready. Come on, say yes if you're ready. One, Jesus loves you. Two, no holding back. Nothing wasted. No more wasted days. Three, stand to your feet all over this room. Come on, stand up if that's you. Who's going to be the first one? Thank you. Who else? Stand up. Come on, there's more people in this room. Stand to your feet right now if you just said yes to Jesus. Come on, we see you. Who else is it? Stand up. Stand to your feet if you just said yes to Jesus. Be one of the people that just joined the family, that just joined our family, that just said yes. Come on, who else is it? I'm going to give you a couple more seconds because I believe there's more of you. If you just said yes to Jesus, we want to put a gift in your hand and we want to help you take your first steps with Jesus. And we want you to know how excited we are. I just feel a pull from the Lord that there's a few more people. And I'm not going to spend a ton of time, but I want to give you a chance. I don't know if it's you, sir. I don't know if it's you, ma'am. But if God's pulling on your heart, if you mean it in your heart, God saves that. He doesn't save whether or not you stand. Standing doesn't save you. God saves you. Mark Pangle doesn't save you. God saves you. We want to love on you and celebrate like crazy with you. And in just a second, we're all going to stand. So I want to give you one more chance. Does anybody else in here want to say, that was me? I'll just let you throw your hand up. That was me. Thank you, buddy. Who else? Just, just let me see your hand. That was me. That was me. Praise the Lord. Christians, let me talk to you for a second. I need to know if there's anybody in here that you would say, I am saved, but I've been trying to control everything, and the reality is my life is a mess. My life is overwhelming. I feel uneasy. There is no peace in my life, and I am tired of it. I'm ready for God to be back in control because when I relinquish my own control, then God takes the wheel of my life 
to quote Carrie Underwood, God takes the, the, the wheel of my life and, and I cooperate with him. That is me in this room. I feel like I need to surrender. If I had been preaching to me three weeks ago, I would have been raising my hand. I can say, thank God he changed my heart and I let go of some things in my life. I just want to know, is there anybody in here just wants to throw your hand up and say, I feel like you've been talking to me this whole message. I'm saved, but I need to yield in certain areas. Thank you. I need to yield. Just throw your hand up wherever you are and you put it right back down. Jesus, thank you for moving in our hearts. And we celebrate what you've done in this place today. We surrender all to Jesus. We yield our hearts to you. And God, what a beautiful picture Mary is. Because honestly, she was not different than us. The favor on her life was because she yielded to you and, say, and said, I don't have to see to believe. I will believe and then you'll show me. And so, God, may that be the case for every person in this room. May it be done. May we yield to you and have the greatest year of our life in 2018. Not the easiest, not always fun, but the greatest year of our life. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. Will y'all stand?